Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beardy Bunch podcast, a podcast where three nerds who are also streamers get together to talk about life, video games, music, and whatever else crosses their minds. My name is Andrew, aka ATM, has a story for everything zero. I'm joined tonight by Joe, aka Jay Chili, the glizzy master of the universe, and also Billy, aka Billy the Grimace Superfan Rids. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Dad Father. I have uh, just started a new job, and today is my first day where I haven't had to work, so I'm feeling fantastic. How about you, Broseph? I am doing absolutely amazing. Uh, This is the first podcast that we're recording from my new computer. Well, I'm recording from my new computer, which is, it's like my world has opened up. I had no idea that things could look this big on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have no idea things could look this big on the internet yeah trust just. me amazing i'm gonna go down a real rabbit hole later just just wait amazing what 24 inches will do for you yeah <laughs> shit well that sounds lovely that sounds lovely are you enjoying the new pc life so far i am i mean i'm still trying to figure it all out this is the first time i've ever owned a desktop computer and it's a whole new experience. Hmm. A whole new world. That's exciting. I, I I always like when you get something new and shiny and it, it's a game changer for you personally. I think well, that's always a cool thing. I'm really happy for you, Joe. I'm glad that that deal popped up and you were like, how do you feel about this one? And I think I think the one you got was the one I sent back to you. It wasn't the one you sent us. Yes, I sent you. It was this was an impulse buy. I had no intention to buy a computer. I just happened to be browsing Amazon Prime on Prime Day, and I was like, "Oh, a computer—that's something I could use." <laughs> and I sent you, <laughs> I sent you a link of one. I think it was the same brand, but then you sent me another yeah. one by that same brand back that um, was better advised for purchase and yeah, i was just had... like I, I have a feeling if i waited like if i didn't just impulse add it to my cart just then we wouldn't be having this conversation right now well i mean definitely not right now it was it was only like four days ago but uh or five days ago but yeah it probably would be a while before another big sale like that happened or until you felt ready to get one from is it best buy that you do your big purchases from usually usually either yeah. best buy or amazon i'm a fan of both I like I like that Amazon will bring it to my door. <laughs> Best Buy kind of will. It just takes a little longer. Like, I'm sorry, small businesses, that Amazon is slowly Aww. running through the through the <laughs> mill saw. <laughs> but I could I could be at work and I can get a message and be like, "Oh, my new computer is sitting on my porch waiting for me," and I can run home and be like a kid on Christmas morning and tear that bad boy. Well, of course, the monitor showed up like two days later, so it was. It was useless to me for the first two days, but, <laughs> but still, it was a pretty paperweight. Yeah, I got to look at it. Yeah, you could have hooked that sucker up to your TV. You could have done that. Ooh, that's that possible. Wasn't... Oh, but, yeah. I didn't even think to tell him to do that. <laughs> but still, uh, I didn't think of that either until just now when I remember that Joe's TV sits literally above where his computer would sit. So I was like, mm, that would make that would have made a lot of sense to suggest that. That would have really been a whole new world. A six, yeah. 60 inch, 60 inches of interwebs. Your, yeah. your graphics card has a second uh, port out. You could always just 
plug in a different cord and run it to your computer and have that as screen number two. Yeah, this has really opened up your world, Joe. You could do whatever you want. It's Ooh, so exciting. Don't tell me that. The wheels of capitalism spin on for world, <laughs> world domination. Here I come. I can do anything I want. That is exactly right. Except run really good newer games because the graphics card that came with that system is trash. Yeah. But I'll be rem- remedying that to a degree. Ooh. But as they say, you can't have everything. You can't have everything straight up. You're just going to have. You've got to piece it together piece by piece. And that's that's going to be the best fun. And then when you see it take shape, you'll be like, started from the bottom and now we're here. <laughs> just like another famous rapper, Drake. <laughs> Is it weird that I just had a mental image of like a Jay Chili like music video where he's like got his foot up on his computer and he's on the top of like a really big heel heel hill. Wow. That was the Southern in me coming out. <laughs> he was on top of a really big hill with his foot on his computer and it, it's that song that goes, no one can stop me. I'm all the way up. <laughs> and he's got like drone camera footage and he's yeah. just <laughs> waving his arms on top of the hill. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. In case you're not aware, I'm already recruiting everyone for my first music video. All of our all of our streamer friends are going to be in my first music video, and it's going to oh, be a beautiful remix of the Chunkachu rap. Everybody's going to be in Pikachu onesies. They're all going to be in bathtubs. <laughs> no, they weren't going to be your streamer friends in the bathtubs. They're going to be yeah, professional dancers. No, I want my streamer. I want the both of you in Pikachu onesies in a bathtub, along with all of our other wonderful streamer friends. I want just like a room full of bathtubs with people. Oh my god! You got in Pikachu onesies, happen. and I'm going to be just in the middle of the room, like doing my little thing, like working it, working it, <laughs> and rapping. <laughs> Wrapping my yeah. soul out, just absolutely wrapping my soul out about our good, our good fictional friend Chunkachu, and how yeah. he needs to come on home and get this big, get old, this stew. big old stew. Yeah. <laughs> Are the bathtubs going to be filled with stew? I can't remember if we said they're going to be filled with stew or not. They weren't. They weren't prior to this conversation, but uh, now they now are. they are. Yeah. <laughs> Green screens are a thing. Like video editing's a thing, but you know, I know you well enough, Joe. You're just going to make us put stew in our bathtubs. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, my drains aren't equipped for chunks of stew. <laughs> no, you're just going to have to put a little, like a little, like I guess a colander over the top of your oh, drain. I, I thought you were going to tell me I'll have to eat it. it. And you'll just have Wait. to scoop it out and flush it down the toilet. Oh, just, God. oh. That's, that's the follow-up music video. <laughs> It's all in it's all in like black and white. It's like really grungy and it's that's not my that's not even a rap video anymore. That's when I decide I'm gonna change genres and I'm gonna become like a punk rock oh. band of one. Punk rock band of one. Punk, just, so just a punk singer then? You're just a punk. Oh you a one man band. A one man band. Music. So you got the big kick drum on your back and you're doing the thing like smacking your legs together to make a kick. Yep. And you're just like, where are you, Chunkachu? <laughs> oh no! Come on home and get this big old stew. Why is he singing the same song? 
<laughs> well, no, we're, we're flushing the stew, so clearly Chunk of Chew didn't come home, and that's why it's going to be like really sad oh, and in no. black and white. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it's going to be Andrew just like shoveling stew into his toilet, and it's just going to pan uh, over to me like sitting on like a stool in the middle of the room. You need to have running mascara going down your face like you've been crying. I'm going to have running tears down my face. I'm okay. going a step up. Still gotta, you still got to put on the mascara. <sighs> By the way, just a side tangent. When you mentioned it was in black and white, I had this vision of the psycho stabbing scene, but it's just stew flopping yeah, just... down into the water, like just chunks <laughs> of like beef stew or something instead of like the Hershey's. or. The... <laughs> I, I love... I love the idea that all of Joe's music videos are taking place in bathrooms for some reason. <laughs> like, why bathrooms all of a sudden? Is this a new thing we're learning about glissonomics? This is this is the, the beginning of the J Chili cinematic universe. The only throne that the Glizzy King considers proper is the porcelain throne. True. Eat too many glizzies, you know where you're going to be sentenced. Yeah. Doesn't even have to get up. That's the power move. He's sitting on his throne oh. in like a throne room, and he's just like, just keep eating glizzies. And oh uh, yeah. well, no, I you don't eat where you shit. That's uh. like no, you it's could, like cardinal rule. Why not? Breaking. You could. I mean, you could just you could just like put a glizzy in whole, just swallow it down, and then it comes yeah. out the same. Just oh, rule. God. <laughs> I don't think glizzy meat breaks down in the system. We're we're really birthing some some nightmare fuel here today. Yeah, we've. I can't we've wait for the art the of Joe live shitting a glizzy man. He'll just be live streaming on like some sort of X-rated site because Twitch would take him down in a heartbeat. <laughs> just imagining Joe doing exactly what he does, but on some that... webcam site where he's just sitting on a toilet, sitting on a toilet, he's just doing exactly what he does now, but just every now and then. He'll just eat a glizzy, and then like, <laughs> okay, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Every, Wait for every it. hour or so, he flushes. He just leans behind him and flushes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Pornhub Live, and you're just like, <laughs> flush. Jay Chili taking over Cam Soda with his just yep. shitting heavily. <laughs> Uh, this is that Joe Jism premium content. You gotta pay extra for this shit. Oh yeah, he's just gonna read his erotica novels to us while eating glizzies yeah. on the toilet. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm already considering doing that and asking people to redeem his stream loot packs. You know, <laughs> one of the cards is like the add mustard to the next glizzy. <laughs> I do what? The stream loots go on Cam Soda. I've never been on there and someone pulls like a tarantula walks across the screen. God. Uh, like, oh, could what? you imagine people spamming like jump scare the streamer yes. on Cam Soda? Uh, just like just like that weird voice that reads something in Japanese. And he's just like, what's what's happening on this website? I came here for a good time, not to see a clown beckon me to the screen. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you know someone out there is going to go, holy shit, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Well, I hope so. Welcome to the shit show, baby. We got oh something for everyone. The Jay Shitty Show. Oh, 
I don't want Joe to relabel. He's got the perfect branding already. <laughs> he does, yeah. Listen, if any if any of the adult content websites out there want to sponsor this, call me. Yeah. Adam I'm not opposed. Us. I'm not opposed. I, I would <laughs> if Pornhub like hit me up in a DM and was like, yo, we want to sponsor your podcast, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Beauty budget brought to you by Pornhub. Dude, if Hanime hit me up, I'd be like, yeah. Let's go. Quite, quite honestly, if like if like anybody hit me up, I'd probably be like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's do, I'll sell out. As long as you don't murder children, we'll take a sponsorship. It'd be fun just to say, are you guys racist or pedophiles? No, you're in. Let's go. This episode of the Beauty Bunch is brought to you by Pepsi Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> it's making a comeback, baby. <laughs> Somewhere it is. And on the on the J Shitty channel in more ways than one. <laughs> no, that's the J Pissy stream. Oh, the J Pissy stream. Oh, I yeah, forgot. I, forgot. I have so many channels, it's hard to keep track of them all. What happens? Joe puts his hand up when he's about to go one or two, and then they have to choose in chat which one they think it is. Oh, and it's if, like a... And if it votes correctly, then they get a little oh. bonus, like Joe will lift up his shirt to show one of his taped nipples or something. <laughs> My God! But it's got like a little, it's got like a little wiener attachment oh, on man. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys. And then over time, you peel like you peel the hot dogs off, but the buns are there, so the glizzy's there. And then you have to peel off a bun. So it's different layers of the glizzy. Oh, so after the glizzy comes off, there's like a layer of ketchup and mustard yeah, under that. that. And then he wipes too. it off. And... Oh, <laughs> yes. But by the way, all the companies that I recently wrote pitches to for advertisements, this may not be the episode you want to listen to. Well, you know what? Listen to this one. This is the one that will show you we're really the people you want to sponsor. Yeah, we're funny. We're, we're not hilarious. brand risks. We're funny. <laughs> I mean, unless the brand is like PBS, we might be a brand risk then. Yeah, but like PBS aren't going to sponsor us. Like, I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, channeling the Ricky Bobby Big Red ad. It's like, if you don't watch yeah. PBS, then fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be very happy to say that. But if you don't, <laughs> I also don't get to watch PBS because I'm not an American and we don't get PBS over here. Oddly don't enough. worry. We'll stream it directly to you, Billy. You could have 24-hour PBS anytime you want. Maybe that's my gift. I get, as a part of the sponsorship, I just get a constant feed of PBS. Yes. You have one TV in your house that can never stop showing PBS for the rest of your life. It has to sit in the background of all my streams, just like a disembodied floating PBS head. You can't turn the volume down and you can't turn the TV off. <laughs> I just want to sleep. Stop teaching me about libraries! Coming up next on PBS. <laughs> the eighth hour of Sesame Street. This show is brought to you by PBS and Family. Or whatever that like little jingle was they used to do for like the kids' premieres. Oh, man. Oh, Reading Rainbow is my jam. So, Reading Rainbow. Damn, what a fiery start to this podcast episode. That was off. That was amazing. So, do we have any topical news? Uh, I don't want to go into my topical news now. Okay, it's I'll start with some topical turn. news. I'll start with topical okay, news. Okay, okay, okay. We okay. saw that Windows 11's coming out. Woo! Yeah. I'm excited. I just got Windows 10. Yay! <laughs> and by excited, I mean, we're going to get some upgrades or something, and let's see if it bricks our systems when we get the free rollover. So that's going to be cool. 
Yeah, so Windows 11 officially released two days ago. Yeah. But I recall reading somewhere that the free upgrade for Windows 10 PCs will start around the holidays at the end of this year and continue into 2022. So if you don't want to pay for the upgrade, just hang on. As long as you've got a legitimate copy of Windows 10, I think you're able to roll over for free to 11, to whatever. If you've got Pro, I think it rolls you into Pro. I'm interested. I haven't done much reading about it, but it'll be interesting to see how it affects the way PCs look and work to see how simple it's going to become the taskbar looks very mac now like everything's in the middle versus to the left okay but what i've seen through like tech youtubers that i follow it is actually better optimized for like us playing games and multitasking and stuff than windows 10 was now windows 10 is like already good at that so i imagine if they're making a point to say that it's a pretty good difference yeah. But I do not know exactly what that difference is, so I'm not going to pretend that I do. Well, I'm excited to see what we end up with. My topical news is a bit sad. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the musician Acoustic Trench. He's a musician who's been on social media for quite a long time playing, you know, pop pop culture music on his acoustic guitar to his dog, Maple, who's like a golden retriever mix who would like lay against his leg and listen to him play and it was really really cute uh his dog maple died unfortunately earlier this week and it's like a it's like an icon gone and it, it made me really sad because those videos were are really really awesome and just adorable to watch and there's a video where i don't remember the song that they're playing oh they're doing uh shipping up to boston and the dog paw is on the kick drum and he's actually like pushing the kick drum pedal down and doing the like constant beat for and it's really cute and he's playing the banjo next to him but, so rest in peace maple but at least the legacy will live on and those amazing and adorable videos yeah that's that sad. adorable that is sad. i'll send you some yeah i was just watching the just then i tuned into the saying goodbye which is bad because uh one of the song the song he's playing is what a wonderful world which always tugs at the heartstrings anyway. Oh, so yeah. it's extra sad. And it makes me think of my beautiful puppy dogs that have passed away. And that is sad. So rest in peace, Maple. I hope you have a great time in dog heaven. And for everyone that's going to be like, look, two weeks ago you were talking about how you're a huge atheist. Dog heaven exists. Yeah. So fuck you. There is absolutely no question dog heaven exists. They deserve it. Yeah. We're pieces of shit compared to dogs. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. There's Very a. Very true. Yeah, we really are. Dogs, we're too good, or dogs are too good for us. I don't deserve Tyga. She's not here right now. <laughs> Side note, I saw a TikTok the other day where it was me when I, it was this guy, and he goes, like, me when I die and go to heaven. And he, like, walks through the gates and he's like, and I find out my dog di isn't here. And he like turns into John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yes. I think that's a sentiment any pet owner can sympathize with. I've got three amazing dogs waiting for me. And I will go full John Wick on the afterlife if they're not there. <laughs> well, they're all in dog heaven. But I believe yeah. that I am. I am going to go to a black void when I die of emptiness. Me too. <laughs> spectral dogs will show up and oh, that'll be nice <laughs> that'll be nice 
I definitely don't think with all the mayhem I've caused that I'd be going to any form of heaven. I like how it's not that. It don't cause real mayhem. It cause all kinds of mayhem. You're a sweetheart. (laughs) Yeah, that's the equivalent of being like, oh, man, I'm a really nice person, but I think I'm bad. So I'm just going to assume everyone else thinks I'm bad. (laughs) You introduce a bit of chaos to to everybody's entertainment space, Joe. But, like, I think that that's fine. I don't think that makes means you cause mayhem. Mayhem. I'm like that guy in the in the State Farm commercials. I think it's State Farm. No, Nate is a nationwide. What what commercial question of the day, uh... listeners <laughs> or Andrew, whoever knows the answer? Mayhem. Um, I've got a bit of a complaint, Joe. Okay. We have an international audience, and here you are just bringing up specific State Farm ads, not even the one with the belt they used to show on the Super Bowl all those years ago. You're bringing up specific, just fucking regional State Farm ads. And here well, this, I am, like, we can't even state. get State Farm. This was like a whole series, though. This went yeah. on for years. This this was like the uh, the lady from... The other insurance company. I don't know insurance companies. They're all the same oh, to me. Oh, Flow from Progressive. Yes, Flow from Progressive, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, though, the Mayhem guy, he's Allstate. And I think my favorite one that he did was um, he's like, he's dressed up in his suit, but he's got a pink boa on and these pink sunglasses. And he's like, I'm that teenage girl texting and driving. And he's just like looking in the camera and texting on a flip phone. And he runs into a car in the commercial. And he's like, "Ooh, that's smart!" <laughs> like he's like, "You got to look out for people like me." They they were it was a good advertisement series. Honestly, I really enjoyed them. But yeah, he uh, whoa. So I looked him up. Yeah, and just to make sure who it was, apparently the actor who played him technically died once. Oh, like he died and now he's dead because was technically pronounced dead at some point. Oh, hey. Let's see. 11 years ago, he collapsed with a bacterial infection. His heart stopped beating for two and a half minutes. I mean, he's still alive. What's he got to complain about? He's in a series ad. Now he's got a cool story to tell people. Yeah, yeah. he does kind of. He's a, he's a funny actor. I like him. Well, does anybody else have anything topical or exciting to announce? Not really. We should probably jump ahead to have Joe give us our quote of the week before we jump into this week's discussion. So for this week's discussion, we're going to be talking about things that we're disappointed with as far as gaming announcements. So I have a nice little quote about disappointment to prepare us for the disappointment we're going to feel when we think about what could have been. And that quote goes, blessed is he who expects nothing for he shall never be disappointed. And that's a Benjamin Franklin quote. So a little American quotes on Anya. You really got a vendetta listeners. against Billy today, don't you? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. And nothing Australian today. All America. E3 was in America. American insurance. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Next week, I'm coming at you with some Australian quotes. Oh, yes. This is going to be fucking right. <laughs> you just, you're like, I have a delicious quote for you this week. Oh, you fuck it. Like, <laughs> I will not. I will not read them in my Australian voice because I feel like I will offend somebody. Uh, Fuck off, Ken. <laughs> there it is. I think that's your first C-word drop of the podcast. And it only took Probably. nine episodes. Probably. Sorry, all of our sensitive listeners. Yeah, really... Don't, don't. It's fine. They'll, they'll be okay. They'll recover. I mean, I'm not going to edit it out. But... No, it, I swear if you do, 
<laughs> hands oh, will fly. I'm not, I'm I'm gonna be throwing hands with my mouth. This is this is memorable for me though, because in episode one you said I'll probably say the c word a lot, yeah. and here we are. What I think episode nine, well over. No, I was trying to think like well over like fourteen hours worth of recording later, and you finally said the c word. Yeah, I mean, what can I say? I'm a classy guy. You are. Yeah, I'm a classy guy. Anyways, oh, that oh. really turned into cunny real. Real, <laughs> like, subtly in your mouth. <laughs> like, you went, real canny wise. But it was definitely a cunny. Don't worry about it. Guys, so our discussion for the week to immediately segue off of me. Things that we were disappointed we didn't see at E3 or Summer Games Fest or what we will be disappointed if we don't see at, what did I call it? It's Gamescom. That's the other one. Things we will be disappointed by and are currently disappointed by. I would love to hear things you guys were hopeful for and that we didn't see or haven't seen yet. I was disappointed that we didn't see that Marvel Tactics game that they said we were going to see because I very much enjoy XCOM-style games and we didn't get it. So I was very miffed. And all the hype told us we were going to get it. And then they just stuck a dagger in my heart. Fuckers. There's only one specific thing I was really disappointed. I'd say I was more broadly disappointed than specifically. I just wanted to see more stuff. Like, not necessarily anything specific. It just feels like the flow of new games coming out and new games announced has been very light. Um, Like, I love indie games, so I love to hear about, like, new indie games coming out and nothing like i didn't expect there to be a new mario yet or a new smash brothers yet or anything like that it's way too soon uh only thing i was specifically really disappointed and something i'm really concerned about they haven't shown anything for silk song the sequel to hollow knight in fact they haven't posted on the 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 developers haven't posted on their twitter in over a year which is kind of concerning to me but i was really expecting that they'd make because it was e3 two or three years ago that they announced that hollow Knight was coming to the switch and they're like, Oh, it's going to be available right after this presentation. So I think a part of me was like, Oh, maybe they'll do it again. Ooh, possibly. I think that I sort of echo your sentiments as well. It was generally a disappointing presentation, but I think that overall that indie developers and those sort of indie communities now are saying that they don't need to shell out to appear at those sort of conferences they could just do it all online anyway or like have a Twitch stream and it does the same job, you know, where, whereas I think that before, especially like in the past five years or so, we've seen it move away. But before that, it was very much like you need to be at the table at E3. And I think that the pandemic and stuff has probably played havoc with especially really small teams working on stuff. So I'm sure you'll get, I'm sure you'll get your follow up to Hollow Knight soon, Joe. Yeah, I hope you will. Um, I also, to piggyback off that just a little bit, uh, what you were saying, Billy, I feel like now E3 is like kind of everybody come present under your parent company. Mm. So like your parent company gets all this extra money. And I, I'm willing to bet now, I, maybe not willing to bet, but my thought process is probably something along the lines of now that people can just schedule and create their own showcases like when Nintendo has their tree houses and whatnot, or uh, Sony has their state of play. That's like a 
those moments of we can just schedule a day that no one else is doing anything and let's show off our big stuff that's good for us maybe not like for instance now joe do you know who is there anyone outside of hollow knight who helps publish them or is that just them as far as i know it's just them it's just like three dudes like the three australian dudes fuck yeah fuck yeah well, so then my example, I don't really have one off the top of my head, but I'm sure like a smaller company within like Ubisoft or um, even Square Enix, even though a lot of their sub companies do, you know, stuff with them would probably benefit really well off of like a popular indie having its own reveal showcase or something. And now that E3 went as digital as it is, there's no people in person. They're not physically seeing these people to entice them with new games. There's no public. So they probably felt more like oh let's just create our own day of reveal then later on you know when there's Mm -hmm. not much going on in a week so that's what we can hope for that's what i'm hoping for to see that kind of wraps around back to what i said as like attack onto the the last uh, podcast about how i feel like e3 and those big presentations are becoming obsolete because just anyone can have their own presentations now yeah we're live on twitch come watch us reveal our game yeah and and i definitely think that it's sort of like seizing the means of production in a way when so many of them so many companies have now got their own days like as you said you got sony you got nintendo xbox ea all have their own presentation weekends where they reveal stuff that like e3 will probably come back around i reckon once more people could go in person but i think it's lost its position as like oh this week in may we learn everything we want to learn about video games coming up which it used to be sort of like that's what it used to be really you know now it's it's sort of like we get drip fed information and then when there's not as much smoke in the room Someone would be like, oh yeah, we're releasing this game on Xbox Game Pass. And that's what that's what'll happen, you know? It's a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, like only a few years ago, you know, like an example for me, I don't know if there was any like leakage for Mario and Rabbids, the first one that came out. But when they bust that shit out on stage and Miyamoto came out for a not Nintendo conference and like the creator was crying in the crowd. Like, that's the type of stuff E3 used to be able to do. Mm. Um, And they just can't do that, you know, last year. And well, obviously not last year, this year. And so, you know, like you said, maybe once people can start going in person again, or they figure out like a way for it, not necessarily to be the like, here's everything new, but like more of the here's the hands on showcase. Yeah, it'll probably come back up. Uh, but for now, I, I, I view E3 as the the week that I raise my hopes, but prepare to get them dashed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you're curious about the things that I really wished we would have seen, I, I think two of them are related to Nintendo. I really was hoping that we would see something new in the Fire Emblem series. Maybe not necessarily a whole new game. Three Houses was huge. But maybe like a remaking of the Sacred Stones on the Game Boy Advance or possibly like a remastering of like maybe a base DS one, like when they did Shadow Dragon again, bringing it onto Switch or the Switch store or something. I know the original uh, Shadow Dragon was put on the Switch store briefly, but it's not there anymore. And then aside from that, I was really hoping that they would say that even even if they had hinted that they were working on porting 
the now obsolete Wii U versions of the Zelda and even Mario games over to Switch because they did bring some of the Mario Wii U games over to Switch already, like the 3D World. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think they're all on the Switch now. So, you know, like Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are two of my favorite Zelda games ever, um, slightly due to nostalgia, but also, I mean, it's Zelda. I love Zelda and they were great games in their own right. And you can't play them on Switch and nobody sells Wii U's anymore. And I mean, even Joe, you said you have both copies. Yeah, I've been I've been yourself. trying to get a Wii U just to replay Wind Waker, specifically Wind Waker. I'm not unpopular opinion. I'm not a huge fan of Twilight Princess, but Wind Waker is my all time favorite Legend of Zelda game. And I have copies of both of them, but I don't have a working Wii anymore, a Wii U anymore. And I've been trying to get one and it's it's more expensive to buy a Wii U than it is to buy most current generation consoles right now. It's like, I think the last time I looked it up, it was like almost 400 bucks to get a, a, a Wii U, even a used Wii U. That's wild. Bloody Wii U. Yeah, it's sort, of, it's sort of interesting the way that these things sort of go. And you think we would have learned from like the demand and stuff for like N64s and Super Nintendos and NESs that we would have held on to our Wiis or Wii U's and things like that. But we never do. But then you always end up being like, fuck, I wish I had a in 64 right now so i could play Star Fox, and it's like now it's like i have to pay like 150 australian to get a n64 from a pawn shop which might not work like that's the thing like you just can't buy them anymore nintendo's like business practice with how they hold their like their old games back it just mystifies me because it's like they're sitting on this mountain of gold that people like i would pay my like if I don't expect them to put out Wind Waker and, Tw- and Twilight Princess for free on their service. Mm. I expect it to be like a, a game that I physically have to buy. And I would do the same thing. Like if they put out a bundle that had the old Pokemon games and they put it on the Switch and I could play this, play them on the Switch. Or they put out like, even, even if they didn't include the N64 virtual console with their free virtual console service. I, I would pay money for individual N64 games that I have fond memories of. But they just have this weird thing like they want to just like sit on this and they just want to dribble feed us like little bits and pieces every once in a while. And it's just such a weird thing. Yeah, so it's such it's a we it blows my mind, honestly. <clears throat> and then the last thing that I was really hoping we would see something of, but I I've been hoping that for years and I don't think we'll see anything soon was something Silent Hill related. I after after the Kojima project ended from the you know him being let go from konami you know we haven't heard anything regarding silent hills if it's been retired or silent hill in general i would even love to see well they brought silent hill 2 onto modern console like just for to be able to download i believe two that's what i saw two and three two and three there's a bundle but there's a huge controversy with it they lost like all the, the original coding so they remade it from the ground up and it had a ton of issues. It's it's probably the worst way to play those two games, unfortunately. Oh, that's a bummer because I loved both of those games. I I would also I loved all the Silent Hills and the Fatal Frames. I'm glad to see Fatal Frame Five is coming to Switch, even if there is some fucketry in that one. But the rest of the Fatal Frame series is really good. But yeah, Silent Hill. I would have I would have really loved to see them announce something Silent Hill that's not the the failed recreations but maybe next year you know it <laughs> says the <Yeah>. hopeful fan 
When was the last time Konami put anything out? Like, other than Pachinko. Anything that wasn't a Pachinko? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Most recent Konami game release. I wouldn't have you guys talking shit about Pachinko Machines. I have nothing against Pachinko. Pachinko Machines. I mean, they aren't here. I don't think I've ever seen one here. A Pachinko Machine? Yeah. My God. You need to come to Australia. As far as I know, I've, I've never seen one, ever. We can go just sit there slapping away, getting our coins. We're all about those slot machines. Well, yeah. We we have pokies here. Uh, we call them poker machines. Uh, or sometimes we call them a Bricky's laptop. Um, but we have Pichinko machines, but they don't, they're not actually money. You just get cards to get points at arcades and stuff. We don't. I don't think we have real money pachinko machines. Although I, th- I think there's a couple of pachinko houses down in Sydney where they might do money. Which I'm sign me the fuck up because I want, I want me some pachinko, pachinko bucks. I've avoided gambling most of like, like money gambling most of my life. You guys see me gambling in video games. I feel like if I ever fall down the hole of real gambling, it's going to be a bad time. Yes, but not not too. Uh, I'm not much of a gambler either. I don't really like. I don't play poker machines. I don't bet on sports that much, and or like racing. If there was pachinko, I'd feel like I'd be a little bit in control. But also, when when you do bet and you bet kind of big on something and you lose, that teaches you a very important lesson. That when you're just gambling in like video games or with channel points on Twitch, you don't get that same sort of fuck. Looks like I'm eating noodles for the next two weeks. I didn't even think about the channel points. I'm I'm terrible with that. Yeah. It's <laughs> like all in, all in on this thing that <laughs> probably won't happen, but I'm all in. Whatever. Community yeah. donation. Exactly. You're helping members of the community drown other people. Namely me. And if you apply that to real life gambling, you're helping the casino owners get more money. <laughs> yeah, they're really in need. They need help. It's it's basically charity. Yeah. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Fucking casino. Uh, yeah, I have... It, America seems really weird with gambling. Like, over here, gambling's sort of ubiquitous, you know? Like, like you go to the you go to a pub any pub and they'll have poker machines you know like no matter where you go you can basically gamble we i there's a shopping center down the road from me right here uh i could walk down there probably in 10 minutes walk through a door and then there's a little pub thing in it and there's poker machines in a shop in basically a mall so like gambling is everywhere think we're only legally allowed to gamble in certain places yeah it's wild there's one about an hour north of me it's like i think you need like a specific license or something mm. for an area like i know we have a casino not far from where i live um and there was when it when it was getting built there was like a whole to do they had to get all the the right licenses together to to open a like a gambling establishment that kind of deal yeah well our i believe our governments tax the shit out of especially poker machines it's a big money spinner for our state governments the business of funding roads and shit uh and preying on people's inability to control their gambling or and get their life in order I don't know if any of our gambling money has ever gone into roads. 
Like when you said that, I was like, mm, <laughs> no, that's just in some guy's pocket. Yeah, well, I mean, if in the States they're all like privately owned, then that's not that's not good. But surely they tax them, right? Like surely they'd have to tax them pretty hard. But also America is weird. Yeah, not to get like too deep in on American politics and taxing, but I I doubt that they pay money much more taxes, if any, than you know someone in my class. So it's a bit fucked, skewed, but yeah, it is what it is. I don't know enough about politics and taxes and stuff to really go into it. I just know that it's unfair. (laughs) Yeah, well, well, I mean, you can see the systems rigged in a way but it's just I, I don't know how the american tax system works with well at the best of times it seems so weird that like you have to write you have to guess a number of the amount of tax you have to pay kind of and send it in not only that but they already know the number that we have to give them so if we give them the wrong number we could go to jail but they won't tell us the number yeah see i i get my paycheck and my well my pay slip and it just has like the amount of money I earned minus the tax that they took out and, and held for me and then how much money I get in my bank account. And then at the end of the year, I just go onto the onto the tax website. I hit a couple of buttons, input very little information now, and then it's like, oh, you get this much back. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's how ours should be because our paychecks are about the same. But, you know, they add on the step of, all right, now you have to tell us exactly how much we owe you or you owe us and if you're wrong you're fucked so weird we already know the answer to this question this is it's adult exams it's stupid oh boy anyways we weren't the only people displeased with e3 this (laughs) year uh we have a couple of answers that come from our community either via discord or the newly formed beardy bunch instagram which was very exciting to hear Mm. And what we did was we reached out to everybody who loves us. Um, so if you didn't respond, you don't love us. And uh, <laughs> and what we did was we asked, what were you hoping to see at E3 or in terms of gaming announcements in general that has not made a showing yet? I've got a few answers on my end. I can go first if you guys like. Sure. So the first one I got was from our good friend Ratzel, who says Parasite Eve reboot with a bunch of crying emojis. I really love Parasite Eve, and I know Ratzel really loves Parasite Eve. I watched him replay it on stream earlier this year or later last year. I can't remember, actually. But it's such a cool series. I really would love to see it rebooted in a proper way, not in the way of the sequel. (laughs) But that would have been a great game to to have come back out. Hmm. Uh, I've got one from the wonderful Lion Boy. It says Mario Kart 9 or Mario's Strikers. Mario's Strikers, I wish, made a showing. I would have loved to see Mario Strikers. Strikers charged on the Wii was my shit. Fun fact about Strikers on the on the Wii. That was originally propositioned as a Mario wrestling game. Ooh. Because that was designed by I'm not and I'm I'm not hundred percent who the third party company that created the game. Um but they went to Nintendo with a proposition for a Mario wrestling game. And of course they were shot down because Mario was not about that life. I wish Mario was about that life. <laughs> and there was some questionable stuff. Like Strikers was not necessarily what you would consider the normal family friendly Mario game. Yeah. So I have I have some responses from 
the the gram the instagram on the gram the gram these these beautiful folks that are following us on the gram now we're also on other social media we might as well plug that because we're also on twitter and facebook so you can find us there but to this previous question we got two answers on the instagram the first one is from our good friend lethal who stated that they are disappointed that battlefront 3 did not make a showing. Yeah. Now this this is more uh, the two of your territory. I don't I don't dabble in the the first person shooters too often. Mm-hmm. I know that's one of those like Call of Duty online multiplayer kind of first person shooter. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't really compare it to Call of Duty. It's Star well, Wars. Yeah, it's Star oh, Wars. What? It's it's an arena. It's like a it's like an army arena shooting Star Wars. <laughs> I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Actually, it's a terrible way to describe it, but I'm not wrong either. Yeah, it's a uh, but it, it's a bit of a different beast. But I'm a little surprised that we didn't see some Battlefront three. But they did just do Squadrons, so I'm sure that we'll uh, we'll get some more information out of them soon. Honestly, I'm not that excited about the the new Battlefront games were fine, but like I could take or leave them. Same. I didn't I didn't love them personally. And I think with Battlefront 2, they've been patching in the new people from the Star Wars universe, right? So yeah. like what would they do differently for Battlefront 3? There is there's not a new set of movies coming out yet. Maps my, and that's bad. Yeah maps like locations from like the mandalorian and the new uh yeah the bad bunch and like my guess would my guess would be something along the lines of just continue the live service aspect of it compared to to releasing a brand new game seems like a lot of games are going to go that way just go live service just could do season passes and stuff and basically make make the cost of the game back once every six weeks yeah can I just say I'm so disconnected from from this genre that I'm like I'm sitting here I'm like why why are they talking about Star Wars and then it clicked this is the Star Wars FPS online multiplayer game oh yeah not Battlefield I thought of Battlefield immediately <laughs> I didn't could you imagine if they re-released Battlefield three <laughs> I didn't know how many Battlefields there were Five? I've never I've never played one Five so numbered ones and then there's I was like oh Battlefield three oh there's... that sounds like something people like there isn't didn't the trailer for six just come out Oh, 20, I thought it was 2042 or whatever. That, yeah, so it's 342. So there was Battlefield, Battlefield 1942, Battlefield 2, Battlefield 3, Battlefield Vietnam, Battlefield 4, Battlefield Hardline, Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, Battlefield Bad Company 1, Battlefield Bad Company 2, and I feel like I'm missing one. But yeah, uh, there the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's just a few of them. I have I have some mild confusion. There it. appeared to be multiple battlefields in between battlefields one and two. Well, I can't not just one. make them not. <laughs> I think battlefield two came out, and then so it was battlefield one, battlefield two. Then I think battlefield Vietnam. Then I think battlefield nineteen forty two. Then battlefield bad company one, battlefield three. I think bad company one and two came out in between battlefield. Then um, Battlefield 1942 and 3, then Battlefield 4, Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, and now we're getting Battlefield 2042. This sounds like the Kingdom Hearts of first-person shooters. Kind of, yeah. I've got the list now. 
um, the order list. So there are 13. Uh, All right. So we have Battlefield 1942 and then Battlefield Vietnam and then Battlefield 2 and then Battlefield 2142 released in 2006. Battlefield Bad Company in 2008. Battlefield 1943 released in 2009. So there was 1942 and 1943. Yeah. Uh, then there was Battle- Battlefield Bad Company 2 in 2010, Battlefield 3 in 2011, Battlefield 4 in 2013, Battlefield Hardline in 2015, Battlefield 1 in 2016, Battlefield 5 in 2018, and then Battlefield Tides of War Chapter 6 Into the Jungle released in 2020. What the fuck? <laughs> Why did that go that title? Like, they had a I very simple, they had a very Apparently simple thing, you know? And now they're like, guess what? We're going full anime title. <laughs> Sailor Moon, the Battlefield Princess. Tides Battle of War, War. Title One, <laughs> Battlefield Tides of War, Chapter Six, Into the Jungle, and Knuckles released <laughs> 2020. <laughs> so what I'm getting is that game, whatever that game is. I can't repeat the title. I'm no, sorry. No, it's okay. We were talking about Battlefront, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the the Kingdom Hearts yeah. 0.2 <laughs> Birth by Sleep, HD a fragmentary Rio. tale. <laughs> yeah that's exactly i believe <laughs> okay all right i'm on board Hello realization uh, <laughs> jumping into a much less confusing series not really actually it's a pretty confusing series too uh on my end i have one from runa who says <laughs> where's my fucking golden sun nintendo and i can echo that it's been a long time since we've seen anything golden sun um unless i missed something crazy which I don't. Is, think uh, Golden Sun is Capcom, if I'm not wrong, is it not? Do, 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 do. Checking that now. Publisher Nintendo developers Camelot Software. Mm. I remember there was cameo. There was like a like a cameo appearance of one of the Golden Sun characters in the Mega Man Battle Network series. I think that's why I always thought it was Capcom. I uh, have no idea what you guys are talking about. Uh, Golden Sun is uh, more on the traditional side of like an RPG style, but it had this like really unique concept behind it for some of them where you used elements to affect the world around you. Like in uh, golden sun dark dawn on the DS, you had certain abilities you could use to create like ice to walk across something, or you can create like a stone ladder or wind yourself. I think it was a stone ladder. I don't remember. It's been, that game came out in 2010 and I played it in 2010 and didn't play it again. So it's been a long time, but, um it's a very unique series i would love to see a new one come out especially on current gen consoles i bet it'd be really cool but mm. yeah the short version is golden sun follows the story of a group of magically attuned adepts or adepts who are charged with preventing the potentially destructive power of alchemy from being released as it was in the past thus resulting in the end of the world so okay magic rpg swords monsters your standard fare fair uh, I have two responses. Uh, well, well, one response from Moose and then a follow-up, but we'll get to the follow-up after. Mother 3. And also oh. more info on Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. Do we need more information on the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl release? I feel like we know everything we need to. It's the same game done in the... Very similar to the Link's Awakening remake style. It's made by the same team. Yeah, so it's the same style, but it's the same game. 
with like minor changes, I think probably to encounters, but for the most part, it's the same game. Um, they're not doing anything crazy <laughs> with the overworld. So I don't think there is much more we need to know about that one, but I can still understand having like not seen it again at E3 being like, where'd it go? I'd rather get some more information on legends Arceus than, than the diamond and pearl remakes. Cause I I'm very curious to see how those games are going to work hmm. and they just haven't talked too much about it yet. Yes. Well, hopefully we'll find out soon. I want to know more about it too, because as promising as that trailer, that initial reveal trailer looked, that was the most empty overworld I've ever seen. It looked like the like the plane section from Breath of the Wild where like there was just nothing there though, just the plane and then like a Lucario. So I'm really hoping that there's there's more flesh brought onto that, you know. Yeah, I'm sure we'll say it. I mean, realistically, Breath of the Wild, and wasn't that one of the big complaints when Breath of the Wild came out was that the world was very empty? Yeah. And yet it was still very critically acclaimed. Um, and yeah, even though it was really empty, you at least came across, you know, something of note just about everywhere you went. It wasn't always a lot. And I admit there were times where I was like, wow, there's just nothing going on right now. But that's why I was hoping when I saw another big open world Nintendo game, they'd have like filled in those gaps. They're going to fill the gaps with Pokemans. Yeah. They're going to be out there. They're going to be roaming the wild. Which would be great. I want to run into a flock of like Pidgeotos, you know, like have to like physically avoid them attacking you all at once or something. And like, okay. Okay, Ash Ketchum. Oh, yeah. That's, those were all Spearows, right? Oh, that's right. They were Spearow. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I was about to say is, like, because Spearow and Fearow are, like, you know, like, what's the word? Scavenger birds. So, like, maybe there's, like, wrecked carriages in the overworld, and, like, there's a bunch of Fearows and Spearows surrounding it and stuff. Like, that's, like, the type of stuff I want to see. Yeah. So, hopefully, we do see more in that aspect, like, just world building. I don't just want to see a Lucario running Naruto running across an open field and it'd be the only thing you see. That's the whole game. I got my concerns, but I think it'll be fine. I just think it's going to be way more Pokemon than Breath of the Wild in terms of the way it feels to play. I think it's going to be wandering around. There's going to be Pokemon much like Sword and Shield that charge you when they see you. There's going to be Pokemon that hide. I just think it's just good. I just get the feeling it's going to be a lot like that. But um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game to play. I think that um, just touching on Breath of the Wild for a second. I find games when they're critically acclaimed, like I think of where the not only just the locate like who is reviewing it, but game reviewers have to review usually multiple games per week or they might get a week or three days to review a big title right yeah so i think that a a game reviewer is going to review a game like breath of the wild very well because it's relatively empty in the overworld you're not trudging through fights constantly you're progressing through the story because you're not having to constantly battle your way through shitty shitty boss fights all the time or just just go through stuff that's difficult to trudge through because you don't have that amount you don't have you've got time pressure and if you can feel like you've achieved something that releases dopamine in your brain so you're gonna be like oh this was good i enjoyed this yeah 
So I think that's important to keep in mind too. So I have, if we're if we're ready to move on to another response. Oh, before we move on, I really want Mother Three as well. I love I love the Mother series, and unfortunately, I think what there's only fan translations at this point. So I haven't been able to play all of them, and I really want to, and I'd love to see Mother Three come to America. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have one more response from the Instagram from PM Purcell 93, who stated that they're disappointed that Elder Scrolls 6 did not make an appearance, which I, I feel like this was pretty resounding. I've definitely cooled on Bethesda a little bit because I, I feel like they've they've let us down a little bit too often recently. So I'm just kind of like, eh, we'll see what they got when all we got was a a panning scene and like a little bit of the theme that's been across all Elder Scrolls and then a title card for Elder Scrolls 6 like two years ago. I was like, two years. I'm now. not going to see that game until 2025 at the earliest. Like that's that's Bethesda going, maybe not 2025, but that's Bethesda going, hey, here's that game you like eventually. And that eventually could mean 2023, 2024, 2029. I mean, I like to be hopefully optimistic, but then I remember that they revealed what became Final Fantasy 15 in like 2009 or something. Mm. So that took a very long time to actually come out as 20 as Final Fantasy 15. So in in 15's defense, that had like a really messed up development because it was originally yeah. Final Fantasy 13 versus, uh, which Tetsuya Nomura is still clearly butthurt over because he threw that little. It, it seems like he's taking Kingdom Hearts in the direction he originally wanted Final Fantasy 13 versus to go, with all the the little the new characters he threw into the game, uh, but that that had a lot a lot of what took so long for what for 15 to come out was the fact that it was basically just stuck in development hell and they had no idea what they wanted to do with it. Yeah. Hmm. I think I'm going to say that I reckon Elder Scrolls six will come out holiday 2024. That's when I think will be the, the release date for ES six. I'm very excited for it. I love the Elder Scrolls, but I just think that we're going to, it's going to be a wait. They're not going to release it a year after Starfield unless Starfield shits the bed, but I don't think Starfield's going to shit the bed. I think that Starfield's going to be an interesting departure from fantasy stuff, from Earthbound stuff. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but I think Elder Scrolls 6, I'm confident. It'll be November 2024. You heard it here first, folks. In episode 189, I think, if I did the math right, We'll be able to confirm that or deny that. And I will revisit this exact quote and be like, you were right or you were wrong. <laughs> yep. We will be able to do that when I'm living on Streamer Island, sipping a Mai Tai. I'll be like, oh, oh he just said I. I'm not invited to Streamer Island anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is a Beardy Bunch guarantee that we will make it past episode 189 now that i've predicted we'll be in episode 189 that's yeah that's three and a half more years worth of content yeah and 20 more afterwards whoa that's and a at that point, long time we're gonna be doing holocausts by then 
Yeah, we'll be injecting our our podcasts directly into people's bloodstreams at that oh, point. Wouldn't that be great? You can hear it all the time. Imagine all the chaos I'll be able to cause directly in someone's bloodstream. If someone injects the <laughs> podcast episode, and it's just an episode of Joe going, "Buy more hot dogs." Like it's like it's just it's just an internal like mental yeah. advertisement for you to go to the store and just buy more hot dogs. It's gonna be more like. <laughs> Tweet at Oscar Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> I need that sponsorship. Yeah. Joe still hasn't been sponsored by Oscar Mayer, despite the fact uh, that it can be beamed into the brain of somebody else. And he's just like, <laughs> Oscar Mayer. And I still haven't forgotten about it. That's the big thing. Is I'm I'm not like, okay, they don't want me. I'll go elsewhere. No, I'm still butthurt and I'm still talking about it every yeah. day. You want me to resubmit another sponsorship and potential Wienermobile? Yeah. I want to drive the Wiener Mobile. I will submit another one on your behalf. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Listen, here's here's my proposition, Oscar Meyer. I will drive the Wiener Mobile right into everyone's heart. Oh, I, I thought he was going to say home. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Joe straight up was like, "I will drive the Wiener Mobile through people's front doors and forcibly tell them the goodness of, that is Oscar Meyer." I'm the Oscar Meyer version of the Kool Aid yeah. Man. <laughs> You don't say, oh, oh no. yeah, you just come through and honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> and I start throwing yeah. glizzies out the window all over their, the ruins of their living room. <laughs> Did you ever these, see all these corpses laying there? They've just got glizzies laying all over. He's like, ah, Oscar Mayer Wiener. Oh, you Steve Fanny Pack, you've opened it up and thrown a bunch of yeah. hot do- raw hot dogs onto these dead bodies and been like, there you go. You're welcome. And then drove away. So beautiful. Did you guys ever see those Chef Boyardee commercials where the can would follow people home and then their parents would be like, what do you want for dinner? And the can will have just rolled up to the person, they, the kid who was like, I wanted Chef Boyardee. It's like that. The can rolls up and then you hear the parent go, what do you want for dinner? And before they can pick the can up, the Wienermobile comes flying through the wall and you're just like, Glizzy! <laughs> <laughs> While I admire the sentiment, another fucking American ad that we have no idea. What is Chef Boyardee? We don't have Chef Boyardee. Of course, we don't have Chef Boyardee. We have food <laughs> standards in this country. <laughs> uh, you still have McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's. Our McDonald's apparently shits all over your McDonald's because we have health standards. Apparently. <laughs> I've seen food pictures of your fast food, and I'm like, that ain't food. America? <laughs> I'd just like to take this opportunity to apologize to all of our North American <laughs> listeners for my aggressive assertion about the quality of your foodstuffs. I do enjoy a flaming Hot Cheeto. I do enjoy... Nothing else, because I will say it. American food is bad. It's awful. And if you're like, well, my recipe is this, chances are your recipe is not originating from here. So Get a fucking sausage roll up ya. That's how you know what good food is. It's a bit of puff pastry pastry wrapped around essentially a a naked glizzy. Ooh. I do great. like my glizzies naked. It's not quite a glizzy though. It's it's not quite the lips and assholes and meat of a glizzy. It is it it's sort of like it's it's in the same family 
but like I might have some fingers or something in it as opposed to just lips and assholes. I'm on you. You had me. You had me at at asses. Yeah, yeah, so. of course. <laughs> um, but they are delicious. I know you'd enjoy them, Joe. They're so good. Like sausage rolls are fucking. I'll go to war for sausage rolls. Here it comes the great sausage roll war <laughs> oh, no. of 2022. Yeah. I I like a sausage roll more than I like a pie. I said it. I said it. Two sides now, listeners. What side are you on? The sausage rolls. Or the linguini. The ling. I don't know why I picked linguini. Linguini. Why is linguini the other side? Who's who's like? You know what? We need to answer the question. Are we gonna have a sausage roll? Are we gonna have various meats wrapped in puff pastry? Or are we gonna have linguini for dinner? Who's who's on that battlefield? I thought everyone was. I thought we were all on that battlefield. You are on a different <laughs> battlefield right now. You're in Battlefield 1943, and we're on Battlefield 1942. I, I, what type of linguine? Is There's, it just the raw It's just the spaghetti noodle. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> just eating it raw? You chose the basic, most basic of the pastas, Joe. Like... Ah, oh, yeah, that's exactly. It's like, are you a fancy sausage roll on one hand, or are you a basic a bitch noodle spaghetti noodle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just one single basic bitch spaghetti. Well, noodle. Joe, I'm on the sausage roll side here. I... Good, that's the winning side. Mm. I, I'm glad. So, in regards to American food and it being crap, I can't really, I can't really speak for this one, but I will tell you that I up until about half a year ago had no idea that my state's most famous food was hot chicken. Mm. And here's the thing. I'm sure it's good. I've never heard a single person outside of the state talk about our chicken. I've, I love Nashville hot chicken. I've never, never, it took, it took 25 years for me to hear about it. So basically it's like really it's fried chicken, which like fried yeah. chicken's the best food on the planet. Sorry, dad. Sure. Um, then you take the chicken and you dip it in hot sauce, basically, and it coats the entire fucking thing. And it's, oh, yeah, it's good. What um, makes it Nashville, though? There's no I Nashville it, hot sauce. No, but it's just, the. I think it was it originated in Nashville, I believe. And it was the method of preparing it. So I think it's the, the dipping it in hot sauce after it's been fried. So basically, it's covered every speck of it is covered in hot sauce and i think there's like one or two places i think they're in nashville yeah if i'm not mis misremembering it might have been memphis but i think it was in nashville um where it those are the original sort of restaurants where it started so that's why i think it's got the name nashville chicken yeah, I know about those restaurants. I I have been dragged there before on company events, and then mm. I couldn't get anything. So are they, <laughs> they're not good to me. <laughs> get yourself a what? You have biscuits, don't you, with your ch chicken in the states, don't you? You would be shocked how many things in a kitchen. Well, maybe not shocked, but you you'd be relatively surprised to find out that. If I go to a restaurant that is primarily a chicken restaurant, I can't order anything because. The, those kitchen people are moving to they don't properly sanitize between moving chicken yeah. and a biscuit off the same uh, you know off yeah, well, they share the same stuff, racks so. and shit like yeah. that yeah so 
like I had got a milkshake once that had briefly been touching uh, some chicken and my thumb went where the chicken touched the milkshake, like the cup. And then later on, I wiped my mouth and I had an allergic reaction. What the fuck are they doing in these places? Chicken shouldn't be touching cups. That's so unsanitary. This is what I mean about food standards. I retract my apology, America. Yeah, fuck I'm our standing food on that hill. I'm, Wait, are you telling me that in Australia they don't just slather their their glasses in chicken? In, meat? No. In yeah, there's chicken? not. A, there's a no, milkshake machine that. right next to the prep like bar or whatever. That's I guess what happens. So we there's actually some, have some shit. We actually have people that go in and check these things to make sure that that doesn't happen. We do too, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if you are familiar with Waffle House, Billy. Uh, I've heard of Waffle Like, I've heard okay. of the big chains. Yeah, so Waffle House is a really big Southern thing. Here's the thing. The Waffle House by my house has an A rating for health standard. And yeah. I Waffle House is notorious for not meeting those standards. So you know they don't care. Yeah. Like, you go, literally, someone made a video that perfectly described it. You go to Waffle House for a greasy 3 a.m. breakfast with zero apologies. And if you complain about anything being dirty, they give you something dirtier. So. Yeah. Well, but that's what I mean about our food standards. Is that they wouldn't get an A here because we have food standards. We have, like, we have late night places. There's one in particular in my, in my city called the Oasis. And it's basically only good for, like, a 3 a.m. kebab. And that's basically all they 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 thrive off that market, but even they have some sort of standard. Like this is the wildest thing to me that America's so lax with things that can actually cause people harm. Like, well, okay, I guess guns is a good example of America being lax with things that can actually hurt people. But food what are you talking about? Well. Nothing bad ever happens here with guns. Certainly not every day. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, 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 the wildest thing for me is when somebody when somebody gets shot over here, I'm like, where'd they get the gun? It makes no sense. Like, oh, what? That's the over biggest here, it's like hmm, They got it from Walmart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can't they were like, I'll take that one and they walked out with it the same day. Yeah, that's so wild. It's just, it's just wild. Oh, I could talk about this all day. But Dad, holy hell, did we question. get here from an Elder Scrolls answer? Yep, I think so. Thanks, Madden. I mean, the Elder Scrolls takes you some places. True, it does. Thanks, Madden, for that one. Uh, he's my ex roommate, actually. Um, oh, <laughs> I have uh, two more on my side. One kind of echoes what I said earlier. Comes from my friend Scolian, who says, "Honestly, really wanted to see something from Konami about the new game that seems very Silent Hill like. They're being real sneaky with stuff." um so pretty short answer because we kind of touched on this earlier but i really want that too i'd love to see a new silent hill spiritual successor or a new silent hill i've got one from our dear friend metal geordie who says sonic adventure adventure 2 remake slash remaster that's that'd be kind of fun i've never been a huge i was a good big fan of sonic i think i've just said this before but any of the 3d sonics nah not for me, dog. But we are getting Sonic Colors. They're remastering Sonic Colors, so we do at least have something on the Sonic front. And you are getting Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming to your theaters. Oh, yeah. 
Honestly, I gotta say, as far as video game adaptations go for movies, the Sonic movie was not that bad. Especially, I love especially Sonic once movie. they fixed how Sonic looked. I suspect that was a public. I do stuff. too. I really do. But there's still that part of me that like, there's nothing confirmed that it wasn't. So like, there's mm. still that part of me that goes, but what if it wasn't? What if I don't think they? I don't think anyone could have fucked it up that bad. Like they gave him weird, freakishly realistic teeth. That's like something we would draw on Jackbox night. <laughs> what are you? Are you calling out Marble Junior? I was about to say, <laughs> didn't they literally say that last night or the night before? Like, I'm just really into drawing teeth right now. I don't know why. Oh, I oh, said, that. said that. I yeah. said that. Yeah. I have like a weird thing right now where I like giving everything I draw like detailed teeth, like draw each tooth. It's weird. He was drawing pictures of feet the other day and he was like, oh, they need teeth. I, I wish they kept. I wish they were brave enough to keep the Nightmare Creature Sonic. I reckon that would have made for a better film. I wish they would put out, like, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Just put out the, the Nightmare Sonic, Sonic Cut. cut. Release the uh, Nightmare version. Maybe not the whole movie, but I would love to see some of the scenes redone or undone with the uh, the old you know, concept Sonic, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I hope they put out a picture of Tails with the same, like, fucking... Yes, that would be so for the new one. <laughs> That would be such a... <laughs> here's what i really hope i hope they were like nah this redesign didn't go over well we're going back to the original yes! design for sonic so 2. sonic 2 is just a re-release of the first movie with the wrong oh, no. they just go back to the old design for the new oh, movie so okay, okay. it's it's a new movie it's just they're like we're throwing out this redesign that everybody liked and we're bringing them back i thought you were we're bringing the teeth back so you were right. gonna say they're just monopolizing on the old one we're releasing the same movie same everything old Sonic design, full price back at theaters. Let's go. I reckon what they should do is just redo Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik in the same nightmare filter they put on original Sonic. I just want to see Jim Carrey look like that. Doesn't he just look like that when he's doing his like crazy faces? No, it's Jim Carrey. What a delight. I love Jim Carrey. He can make some scary faces though. Yeah, but that's all in the name of comedy, Dad. It's all in the name of comedy. He's not a nightmare creature. Although, just an aside, Jim Carrey might be coming back to do The Mask 2. The Mask 2, everybody. And I think that'd be fucking great. What a good movie. The Mask. Not The Son of the Mask 2? No, not The Son of the Mask 2, Joe. Electric chaotic individual. You probably just caused someone to have a car accident if they're listening to this on the way to work. (laughs) Bring up the son of a mask like that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of the mask. <laughs> oh, that's worse. <laughs> the worst thing you could say to Oh, Joe, <laughs> oh, you just get me. Just every time. Um, I do have one more response if we're ready to, uh, to move yeah, on from this, this little we, tangent. Yeah. I do have one more response in my Discord Ooh. from the lovely Neon Medusa, who stated Final Fantasy 16. To be honest, I didn't expect any Kingdom Hearts news, but it would have been neat. I would have loved a new trailer or a little update regarding 16, though. And I'm on the same boat. I feel the same way. Hmm. I, I don't understand why they would announce, like, they made the big announcement for the PS5. And a lot of those announcements just feel like they were thrown into that 
that big montage just to be like, hey, here's something that maybe maybe you'll get it someday. And they did this with the, the PS4 also, because I remember they announced 15 when the PS4 came out. And they're like, hey, here's this thing that's coming soon. I remember being really hyped and I was like, oh, I got to get a PS4 now. And it was like four years later that it finally came out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was a hype builder, but they didn't. They also weren't coy with it. They said it was in development. Like, you know, they used to not do that as much, but now they're actually being honest with you. Like, this is in development. We're showing you that it's coming, but it's going to be three to five years, you know. I appreciate that actually more than when we get a game that's like coming in 2022 and then it's like late 2022 and it's like actually guys 2023. Yeah. Like I'd much prefer them say, Hey, it's in development. We'll update you when we can. Yeah. And even if there's radio silence for a year on it, like I'll be disappointed. I didn't see a new trailer, but happy it's being worked on hopefully to a good end point. <clears throat> I find with indies and things like that, I would, I prefer the it's in development. We release it when we release it sort of vibe, but Big studios these days, like actual big studios, not like CJ CD Project Red, they have their shit planned out like they're a movie studio. They have it planned out to the point of being like without barring major disaster, like a global pandemic, um, this game will come out. I have no doubt that Starfield will launch on the day that it says it will because Starfield's probably this close to being done as is. And now it's just building up the hype machine. So like... They probably have gameplay they could have shown, but they're not going to because they're going to show gameplay next year when they tease the Elder Scrolls at the end of their presentation. Like, that's what's going to happen. And then we're going to get it on November the 22nd or 11th or whatever it was, I can't remember. The world will keep on spinning. It's the same as, like, your, your Maddens and your Fifas and stuff like that. Like, they just release basically the same week every single year. They just keep turning that money wheel. And I find that the only time you do run into any sort of like huge delays is when you're waiting for a big studio or they have some sort of like, we announced the release date when we announced the game and it's taking longer than we expected. I feel you. You know, I will say as shitty as getting incomplete games and games that have a lot of bugs is, at least we're in an era where they can be patched remotely. Because I've played like I like today I, I managed to get my GameCube set up to run through my Elgato and I popped in an old an old game that can never be updated because that was the version that got released. And like, you know, they, in some cases there were games where they put out a new version that had fixes in it, but you weren't given it for free. It wasn't something you could just download. You had to like buy a, a, the game again. Um, so I'm glad we're in an era where something like that can be done remotely through an update versus hey we're re-releasing it you have to buy it again yeah i agree i'm glad in that era too dad do you have one more in yours i do i have one more uh from my friend zark he says dear nintendo where's f-zero i miss going fast um <laughs> i reacted with the <gasps> emojis to spell out same bro underneath it because i would love a new f-zero game i'm tired of uh only seeing him in smash because i want a falcon drive not falcon punch Fair. yeah i liked it the original f-zero i haven't played any of the others it was a lot of fun 
I like those games. Like, they've got a good vibe. If they do put out another F-Zero, there's going to be, like, a large portion of, like, upcoming gamers that don't even know what F-Zero is other than Captain Falcon from Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's a good point. I have one more response. It's from our dear friend Silly, who says, A new DK game. And Moose followed up with, I'd even take remasters of the originals, to be honest. But yeah, there was a rumor that Retro Studios was working on a new DK64 style collectathon Donkey Kong game, uh, which I was all about. I'm all about collectathons. I wish we could go back to that that era, that N64 era of Banjo Kazooie and DK64, and not so much Mario 64. <clears throat> what are you talking about? Well, John, it's a perfect collectathon. I- I I played Mario sixty four for my Rageathon. <laughs> that should that should tell you a lot about what I feel when I play Mario sixty four. And I went back after that and I played it a little bit in handheld. And I played for like maybe a half hour. And I was like, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> maybe maybe Joe, you just need to design a game. Maybe that's something we could leverage the Beardy Bunch into a Beardy Bunch collectible game where we all have particular skills. And that's what we use. Sort of like that Vikings game, the three Vikings, where one of them had a shield, one of them had a bow, I think one of them had an axe. So you had to rotate them out. Now that would be an interesting question of the week. A Beardy Bunch funded game. If we get 1,000 supporters on Buy Me A Coffee, we'll make a video game. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a fair assessment. Isn't it 5,000 <laughs> to get a tattoo each? Nah, it's fine. Wait, is it? Oh, yeah. 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 100,000. Okay, 100,000. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll fund the video game and get 100,000 supporters. I'm sure that, what, we could fund a video game for Ballpark, like... 500,000? <laughs> uh, yeah, like... We have folks. We have folks in our community that have experience with game design. Lily has experience with game design. Well, there we go. We've found our head program. We'll be creative leads. Um, I'm going to be the Casey Hudson of this project. I'll write the story. Okay, yeah. I would love a dark fantasy game written by Joe. That'd be awesome. I bet Grimace would be in there. There'd be all kinds of cryptic Easter egg. Oh my God. It would just be, it would just be, (laughs) we'd have to include the the content from Billy's special story. That's what I was going to say. I could, I could see an indie game like the 12 a.m. at the Krusty Krab style indie game, but like with, exploring a mcdonald's with grimace just stalking you i'm sure the mcdonald's well that that may be the case that may be why nobody's made it but i'm very surprised no one's made a five nights at freddy's style mcdonald's game with the mcdonald's mascots. there is one uh not with all the mascots but there is an indie horror game where you are trying to find i think it's big max you have to find five of them and escape and it's slenderman style but it's ronald mm. it's ronald mcdonald the clown stalking you and if you look at him for too long he rushes up on you and whenever uh is it i don't remember the jingle for mcdonald's but whenever you look at him you hear it but in like a weird sinister way and it's i think markiplier played it actually (laughs) oh yeah it's like it's like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think that'd be a good question for next week potentially in a video game where each character has one skill like the three vikings game what do you think your skill would be and what do you think the three of our skills would be 
So you can get in touch with us at the Beardy Bunch Discord, our discords, or emailing us at beardybunchpod at gmail.com, or even going to any one of our social media pages, which you can find in the link tree in the episode description. Remember that. Joe, I'm curious, because every week we highlight someone who has had an effect on us in the streaming world, someone who we enjoy interacting with and hanging out with. Do you have someone in mind that we could potentially throw permanent internet fame onto via the name of the Beardy Bunch? I do. I have a very, a very dear friend of of the Beardy Bunch. Um, our good friend, Abba Kadabra, who brings a ton, a ton of positivity to every stream I've ever had a chance to tune into. They're very inclusive with, with as far as bringing the community into their shenanigans. Um, they've done they've done a lot of charity work too. They've done numerous charity streams, which is always a big plus as far as I'm concerned. Because you gotta you gotta give back to that community. But yeah, I would absolutely like to shout out our dear friend Abacadabra for our streamer of the week. I agree, Abby's fantastic. Lots of fun. Uh, plays a lot of interesting stuff, was doing a bit of Undertale, Sea of Thieves, just generally a really positive person to uh, to hang out with. So I love a bit of Abby. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I share both of those sentiments. And of course, uh, anybody who gives a lot to charity is a uh, big, big bonus points in my book because I love giving to charity. It's just such a such a good feeling being able to reach out to, you know, people who actually want to help other people exactly well it's come to that time of the evening where we have to say goodbye to all of you that have come and joined us on this fine fine listening hour with us we love you all and i can't wait to see you all next week as always i i like to extend a few words of thanks to firstly my two co-hosts dad and mr marbles mr billy rids uh, also to our listeners because without without a lot of you out there taking time out of your your very busy life schedule to listening to listen to two three we can <laughs> I'm still here <laughs> three <laughs> <laughs> ranting nerds on the internet <laughs> Joe's gonna just slowly absorb us it'll just be one bearded bunch on the pod i'm the real grimace oh no <laughs> but yes without uh, without the support of everybody out there we wouldn't be able to do this so thank you all for being absolutely amazing mm. yeah thank you everybody so so much for all the constant support uh feedback answers to our questions just everything you guys do for us it helps a lot it helps us be better um and provide a much more you know cohesive yet still funny and down to earth while still being way out there podcast i i love doing it and thank you all for enabling us you're our enablers um <laughs> and as i've tended to do the last few weeks i'm going to uh force advice upon all of you which this week comes from, uh, you know, a good friend, someone I definitely know in real life, Aristotle, who says, mm. know thyself. 
It's a very short quote, but when you know who you are, you can be wise about what you want to do, your dreams, your goals, and knowing who you are allows you to live your life with purpose and meaning. Nice. And that's my dad advice for the week. Thank you so much for that, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, of course. One last time. Good night, everybody. Good night, my friends. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>